Hey, yeah, beautiful people. I'm Priya Sutteva, your host of Trending Diary Show. Your journey to connect with ideas, stories, experiences, and people, and get a deeper understanding of the world around you starts now. Today, I'm connected with Dinesh Soni. He's the author of 16 books on the topics of psychometric testing, history, and mythology. Also, facilitated with more than 50 awards, including Lokmat Digital Influencer Award, Rotary Hero Award, Paul Harris Fellow, and beyond. is also felicitated by the department of ethnology academia since year taiwan and also main admin of the great pages and a great content creator dedicated to temples history ethnography and mythology and a great 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 youtuber podcaster speaker author and playing many many roles in life this episode is full of wisdom if you are someone who is interested into the indian mythology want to know more about temples or maybe just curious to know how the world will look like if there would be no temples there would be no religion there would be no culture with the essence of each and every thing in our life here i the collection you have throughout the books it's pretty nice <laughs> thank you thank you how are you I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, and welcome to Training Diary. It's it's great to have you. We have been, you know, looking forward to record it uh, since long, and just delaying the dates and dates again and again. But thank you, thank you for keeping the patience, and it's lovely to have you on the show. Yeah, it's actually my pleasure to be uh to be featured on Training Diaries. It's Indeed. a pleasure for me as well. So, so, so I think the work you do is something which made me curious, you know, to to have you on the show. So let us know, let the listeners know what you do and why you do. Uh, actually, I run an Instagram page with the name of uh, Indian Temples. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am also a podcaster. I have my podcast with the t- title "The Stories We Heard." I have a YouTube channel, and I also uh, run a magazine, digital magazine that's called The Heritage Times. so uh, actually i started this instagram page with an intention to gain more knowledge about different temples because i knew that unless i uh, get connected with other fellow uh, temple lovers i won't get to uh, have proper knowledge or uh, if i if i want to get more knowledge about temples i will have to connect to other temple lovers so that was the intention uh, of starting this uh, channel and uh, one of one other intention was i was actually going through many instagram pages that are, that were dedicated to uh, heritage or temples or archaeology and i noticed that many of them were uh, having a lot of uh, content that was politically driven that was uh, intended at uh, spreading some fake news or spreading some hatred or spread. so i wanted to have a page that would provide only the factual information only the authentic information I don't care about number of followers. I don't care about uh, how many people are following me or how many people are interacting with my channel. But I care about one thing that I will only be providing factually correct information, and that's overall the aim. I'm also a writer. I have published around fifteen uh, or sixteen uh, books on different topics, including uh, psychology, including uh, mythology, and uh, some hist- hist- uh, history-related books. 
I so think that matters the most, as you mentioned, you know, when I myself being into the content creation, it's the least thing that we care about. Definitely, it takes you to the heights. But I think the first thing that we all care about is creating the kind of content which impacts people, which really creates a difference, which at least added something. Exactly. It can be either entertainment or, you know, an information, but it should be a value addition to someone's life. So I agree to that. So beyond that, yeah. You know, I've recently been to a trip, Mr. Dinesh, uh, to Kerala. That was my first solo trip. So I was pretty excited for the same. And there, the only thing I got to, you know, uh, I've been recommended to visit this amazing temple, Padma Bhanam Swami. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm mispronouncing the name. But there have been a strange, uh, yeah. you know, tradition to the temple that you're only allowed to wear dhotis or sarees, Right pretty strange tradition beyond that what i've discovered i think that was into the news as well you know there were different worlds world a world b world uh the different worlds to that and there's a one world world b right which is considered yeah. to be super uh sacred or protected by some snakes or something beyond that there was lots of um treasure out of that billions of treasure out of that and that particular world is is sacred it it may be you know uh, i don't know it's a superstition or what but it is protected by some supernatural power if, with snakes with other things so so to what extent do you think it's true because you are a you know deep researcher into that so what do you think what what's that according to you uh the first thing about talking about snakes or talking about yakshas uh, they have always been considered as the protector of wealth uh, if you see on many, many of the temples, you will see uh, the snake uh, architecture that is featured on the pillars or around the kalash or there are some kalash drawings along with uh, kalash as in so that, that kalash and along with that the snakes. So as, well, I, as I was saying, uh, snakes or nagas have always been considered as the protector of wealth. So if there are naga carvings on that uh, temple wall or temple uh, or rather the vault gate of the vault it definitely means that they are trying to put a contain that are inside that vault now talking about the part that was uh, mostly in the news that the door is locked and it cannot be opened with, uh, with anything uh, it can only be opened with some particular mantras that are chanted by some particular saint or some very pure saint or something similar so everyone has a different take on this uh, i don't know which one is correct which one is wrong but when I talk about my personal opinion about that, when we science and knowledge, in our ancient times, we had three types of knowledge. First was Yantra, second was Mantra, and third was Tantra. Yantra means machinery or mechanisms. Mantra is the theory behind that particular science. The, you can say the theory of science. And Tantra is the technology that binds together the theory as well as the machinery. So when you have a theory that particular for a particular machinery, even in today's age, firstly we put uh, put forward a theory wherever you, you want to prove a scientific principle. There are theoretical science scientists who actually put up a theory, and there are experimental scientists who create an experiment to prove that theory. So that's even today that that particular method is already research. So similarly, if we uh, think about those types. There were definitely some theory or some particular mechanism, we can say, some particular machinery, some particular yantra that has been used to protect these, uh, this particular door. So that is my take. It might be some kind of machinery, 
जो हमें अभी तक समझ नहीं आई वी आर नॉट एट दैट स्टेज टू रिकॉर्ड दैट पर्टिकुलर मशीनरी और टू आइडेंटिफाई वट पर्टिकुलर टेक्नोलॉजी हैज बिन यूज वी जस्ट डोंट नो द यंत्र और वी जस्ट डोंट नो द तंत्र द टेक्नोलॉजी और द मशीनरी वी माइट बी अनवेयर ऑफ दैट so someday if we uh, get to that uh, someday if we identify the mantra mantra is a theory so which scientific theory has been used to create that machinery if we find out that if uh, in that case that uh, world may be opened so that's my opinion we just don't know the tantra or the uh, mantra that has been used my voice is a little dead today so yeah uh, when we talk about the tampas there is a one pretty thing that i think all of us uh who, who who have ever visited to the hindu temples there's a one thing there's a lots of art which which defines sometimes you know lots of sexual postures different arts uh on the temples so what does that signifies so when we talk about different kind of arts on uh, the temple walls or uh, inside the temple on the temple pillars these arts are mostly related to the uh, time when the temple was built or uh, it talks a lot uh, our day to day life how we should live them it talks about uh, different stories from puranas that we need to understand we need to learn uh, in order to uh, live a better life so these are the main intentions behind creating these arts so when we talk about particularly sexual arts that are uh, existing on many temples uh, it Uh, see uh, when we talk about sex uh, in particular today it's a taboo subject uh, for last 200 300 years it has been a taboo subject we are not really allowed to talk on that in schools in our colleges or uh, in, uh, out in public but i think uh, before that there was no such restriction there were no such taboo about uh, sex sex was a pretty uh, open thing to talk about and that's probably one thing that's uh, why these sexual arts were created uh, on most of the many temples uh, it might have worked as a sex education guide because uh, those who uh, do not get to know about it they can get, uh, get from the temple walls or temple pillars and uh, see previously temples were not just a uh, place of religious worship or uh, religious uh, only a religious place it was a place of uh, it was a place to understand the purpose of your life and when we talk about purpose of life sex is a very important part of grahasthashram as we say when a person is living a life of family living a family life he has to indulge in sex so uh, these arts actually means that uh, sex is not something uh, that is uh, what you can say out of your life it's a it's an integral part of your life you have to embrace it you have to understand it and that's why probably uh, these sculptures were carved when we talk about sexual sculptures we mostly know about khajuraho the uh, the temples uh, that are present in khajuraho but that's not just the only temple that have sexual arts there are uh, like konark sam temple or virupaksha temple in hampi there are uh, boramdo temple in uh, chatisgarh so in maharashtra saying, there, there is a temple near garchiroli so you are saying that we yeah. have degraded with ourselves because the time when we say you know there should be a sexual liberation there should be more you know conversation around the sex sexual education our ancestors are you know they have been doing it through visuals and we have degraded as a society in terms of our thought process right uh we are degraded or rather we were forced to degrade when there uh, were invasions from uh, from muslims or from uh, britishers 
they actually introduced this idea of taboo because earlier than earlier before that we had a we had a complete book uh, written by vasayan it's called kam sutra it's just not about sex but it's about overall uh, love life everything about love how to find your partner how to be uh, how to find best partner to look out for uh, in your partner so many things but sex was also part of it very important part of that book so we had uh, such an epic book we had many temple sculptures all over the india it's not just in khajuraho or not just in uh, orissa these temples are in uh, as as far as karnataka or himachal or uttaranchal maharashtra uh, in telangana as well there are uh, many temples which depict this uh, you know sex cultures this particular so, with part time, of conversation with, with foreign you, invasions yeah this particular part yeah. of conversation with you reminds me uh, i recently had amish party on my show if if you know this author uh, pretty famous author he yeah. writes on mythology fiction mythology i read recently i have interviewed amish party where he mentioned a yeah, lot I, I, I heard that video on uh, spotify yes so uh, he recently yeah. mentioned a lot about you know how rich our culture was not just in terms of wealth where we talk about the equal rights for the women how educated women were and a lot in general india as a society india as a culture india as you know in terms of mythology or anything the kind of heroes we had so i think uh, it's just we 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 as a youth are not following it up to the mark but but i think episodes like this and conversation uh, like this with you or uh, mr amish really is eye opening for me as well it's a lot to learn that how great our country has been rather than we just being you know the super cool uh, millennials and gen zs i think it's it's great to know whether it's about the technology it's about the liberation of thoughts or anything so thank you anyways continue <clears throat> yeah so that's what uh, i was saying our uh, culture was very rich in terms of all different aspects of life intellectually wealth wise or uh, in terms of equal rights to everyone we were very uh, rich in that front until unless uh, i mean until the moment when we were do dominated by others and then we actually uh, uh, started to ashamed of our own culture mm -hmm. indeed and also when we talk about the hindu texts as you was mentioning that either the vedas upanishad upanishads or mm -hmm. anything any of the uh, books any of the holy books we had there have been a lot of information knowledge a uh, wealth of knowledge in it right there is probably solution to each and everything right. that you can count on and uh, and again i was reading this amazing book i have this amazing author mr akshay on uh, for uh, he is the author of hidden hindu hidden hindu so he there he mentioned something around the hanuman chalisa in his book i was recently reading that that how in hanuman chalisa you can decode the distance between the sun and earth i think there is there is a phase comes up uh, i'm maybe forgetting the that particular phase but uh, that decodes the in hanuman chalisa so, so do you know do you can you shed some lights which you know which really uh, can unsolve the mystery of a lot of things any of our text that that would be surprising for people to know so uh, as I, i was saying about uh, our education system how it was so we we, we uh, used to learn from vedas we used to learn from puranas or upanishads so vedas were actually uh, what we can say is a book about knowledge there was a lot of knowledge or wisdom uh, that was confined in the vedas so there were different kind of vedas uh, i don't want to go into all the details of that 
but when we talk about uh, the scientific principles that are mentioned in our epics that uh, as you are saying there is a line in hanuman chalisa yuga sahastra yojan parbhano so which mm-hmm. talks about uh, the distance between earth and the sun that is almost approximately same as uh, what the science has today uh, found calculated true so similarly there were many different yeah the uh, the exact distance that we have now calculated so it's very very much uh, close by to that that particular number so there are many such uh, principles many such scientific facts that are mentioned in uh, our vedas like uh, when we talk about uh, the gravitational force the there are differences of gravitational force that binds earth and planets with the uh, sun so uh, that that's uh, there are mentioned in rigvedas or yajurvedas they have mentioned about uh, this particular force that binds different planets together there is one particular force that binds earth and uh, sun to each other there there are references uh, when uh, the vedas talk about earth is revolving around the sun and also all other bodies that we see uh, in our star are also revolving around each other or revolving around uh, some particular force that has been mentioned there is a mention of earth being flat uh, in yajurveda we, we can see that reference but uh, many for uh, i mean many scientists uh, have Who uh, did not agree to that these facts until six uh, or uh, I mean six hundred to seven hundred years ago. So in our Yajur Vedas that were written more than two thousand years ago, we find references to this particular part. Uh, there are mentions about eclipses uh, and how eclipse happens. There are also references in uh, Rigveda about how moon receives the light from sun, and then moon reflects this light on the earth. So Surya is actually giving the light to Som. and so then sends that light to uh, prithvi that that's how it is mentioned and also when we talk about eclipses uh, in rigveda it it talks about how uh, sun is being eaten by the uh, one particular entity to whom the sun itself gives lights so as we now know that uh, there is, the moon comes in between earth and sun and then how that's how solar eclipses happen so there are mentions to uh, happen when we talk about other parts of science other parts of uh, shastras there is one particular uh, veda or upaveda rather sthapatya veda which talks about architecture that uh, talks about vastu shastra there is ayurveda that, that talks about medicine there are uh, many different parts actually uh, many different facets of uh, our uh, science has has been mentioned in uh, vedas in fact uh, if we talk about mathematics mathematics is supposed to be the most basic element of any science so when we talk about mathematics vedic mathematics is being very popular today because it provides very simple methods to solve the complex problems problems so uh, there are now many coaching classes coming up with uh, vedic mathematics so uh, that that itself proves how great our knowledge was because you mentioned about the in fact even when we talk about you know, architecture part what do you think what are the yeah. primary architecture style of uh, indian temples okay there are <coughs> actually Many many different styles of inter- temple architecture when it comes to temples in India, because uh, the temple architecture style developed with time. They they are, they were also very different from the geographical location where they were based. So if we want to uh, say ex- uh, diversify or uh, when we talk about uh, temple architecture styles, we talk in two terms: the geographical location and uh, the time when the temples were built. So earlier, before I mean. Uh, before the first uh, before 2000 or 2500 years ago we don't see many temples from that uh, era they 
there might, might be some temples because we find some uh, proof of them in the, the excavations at Harappa or Mohenjo-Dodo or uh, other, other similar time places. But apart from that, we don't see many temples from that time. Uh, when, when we talk about uh, temple or development of temple arts in India, we start with the rock cut architecture. When uh, where we used to cut rock from a hill and uh, create a temple or a cave kind of uh, structure there. We mostly know about Ajanta, Elora, Elephanta, uh, or Badami caves. These are very famous caves uh, uh, in India as a tourist places. It starts from uh, Bihar, where uh, there, were, there was a cave called Barabar Caves, and in uh, Orissa as well, there were few caves. So that's where the uh, temple architecture starts. After rocket architecture, I mean, after uh, the initial phase of uh, uh, building temples in India, in around, uh, say, third or fourth century, there were uh, Satvahanas, they were ruling from uh, the southern part. They had a capital in uh, current day Andhra Pradesh. And there were Guptas, they, those were ruling in northern part. So in northern part, we uh, see, uh, we find many uh, early uh, freestanding temples. So those were not rocket temples, but Satvahanas continued to build rocket temples. So uh, in those structural temples, we see uh, Nagar style architecture, then Dravid style architecture. Dravid style is uh, mostly found in southern part of our uh, country. There was a uh, Vasara style architecture that are found mostly in some parts of Karnataka. So uh, like that, uh, any part of the country you go, there are different style of tem building temples and those are mostly dependent on uh, the mud availability of difference? raw material that are uh, being used for building temples are there any difference between the kind of temples that have been designed earlier or i don't know if that designed earlier or you know uh, how they have been created or the timing now we are creating whether it's the ram mandir or any of the temples that are, we are creating right now what are the difference you feel in terms of energy in terms of the style anything In the intent or the uh, purpose of these temples, that, that would be the biggest uh, difference in my opinion. Because earlier temples were built, they were not just a place of worship, they were not just uh, the religious place. The temples were supposed to be uh, the social common gathering place. It was supposed to be the economic center, it was supposed to be the educational center, it was supposed to be the venue for intellectual uh, programs, it was supposed to be providing medical facilities, uh, the temples were supposed to provide disaster relief in case of their, uh, there is a disaster. They served as libraries, they served as community kitchens. So those temples were serving a lot of different purposes uh, for the villagers, for the king, as well as for uh, the region as well. Mm -hmm. uh, there are many references where temples were used as hospitals. There were uh, many temples uh, used to provide loans to farmers for uh, their produce. And in return, the farmers would provide, uh, provide some grains to uh, the temple. Those grains that were provided were used again for community kitchens. So the temple used to perform different objectives, different functions for the society. Now, in today's times, we don't see all these functions being uh, taking place because for economics, we have banks, we have financial institutions. For education, we have schools, colleges, universities. For uh, medical facilities, we have hospitals. For disaster relief, we have government agencies. For uh, uh, preserving manuscripts, we have specialized libraries. So temples are now only the religious centers. They are not uh, performing all these functions. And that's probably why the temple... One trend you like to see more embraced in the new era. What is the one trend you like to see more embrace? 
the one trend that i would like to uh, see happening in this new year new that would be yeah. when people are yeah so when people are visiting temples i would like actually to the uh, to create uh, lesser number of reels and entering the temples more and not just exploring as in not just visiting the temple to take the darshan of the deity they should uh, check out the walls of the temples they should uh, check out the stories that are carved on the temple pillars they should check out those uh, sculptures that are on the uh, walls and they should understand how the culture was in that time uh, how the culture was used to be how it evolved uh, in fact that that's what i actually uh, i also try to pro project about different kind of sculptures that are on the walls and i uh, try to write down the story behind those sculptures so that that's i think uh, what everyone should understand everyone should learn when they are visiting temples cool i hope pe more people will listen to that or more people will you know uh, understand your purpose and all the best for the purpose that you are following and you know spreading the knowledge about our indian ancient temples the kind of energy they carry the knowledge facts and everything that can count on and i think we'll do more episodes around the same with more deep conversation but for the time being thank you so much dinesh it's lovely to have you on the show and thank you for having me on your show thank, thank you, you very much Hey, yeah, beautiful people! I hope you get some value today. And if you have some idea, concept, or story to share, do DM us at the Instagram page of Trending Diary. And if you are someone who loves to experience the podcast into the video form, go. You can check it out our YouTube channel by the name of Trending Diary Show on YouTube. I hope you like some snippets over there where we have interviewed some of the best people around the world, some of the great minds, and beyond that. I look forward to see you in our next episode with another great value, with another great story, with another great human. Till then, bye bye.